Okay, let us start our new series, or not our new series, our new section of the series, and that is Divrei Hayamim, Divrei Hayamim Aleph. We know there are two Divrei Hayamims, according to how we have it broken up, Divrei Hayamim, according to many, is the last Sefer in Tanakh. We're going to be doing it uh, a little um, before the end, before we do Tehillim, uh, and Mishlei will be starting with Divrei Hayamim in these last three that we have left. Um, <coughs> being that the Divrei Yomim is a good way to review the life of David HaMelech before we get to uh, Tehillim. Uh, the Gemara in Megillah on Daf uh, Yud Gimel tells us, just by way of uh, introduction, the Gemara in Megillah tells us, Rabbi Shimon ben Pazik, Yavi Pasach with Divrei Hayamim, whenever he started to give Shir on Divrei Hayamim, Amar Hachi, he said as follows, Kol Dvarecha Echadheim, all your words are one. What does that mean? Rashi says, Keneged HaSefer HaYaomer, Basically, he says, if you have a, if a list of names at a Pasuk, they all can be in the same person. But we know how to darshan. What does this mean? If you look at the Maritz Chayas there, on Dav Yud Gimel, Menalaf, and Megillah, <coughs> the Maritz Chayas says, even though every other area, every other Sefer of Tanakh, we have the Pshad and the Drash, and the Gemara says, uh, except for one exception, the Gemara says, but there's always Pshad and there's always Drash. But in Divrei Hayamim, there's only Drash. Lo nitna divrei hayamim el lidrosh tainu b'sharkis v'yakodesh avagav deritu lidrosh v'yafilu Esther kaimel underneath on lidrosh avimikol makom marinan be ena mekriyos midipshuto aval b'divrei hayamim hadrasha hiikaris because sometimes you'll have again six names listed of the son of somebody and one is the father and one is the grandson and sometimes they're all the same person so it's written in a encoded way ubevaday elu hadrasha sadim sam etzleinu hema maat mizeir. There must be thousands of more drushes that we don't even know about. We'll do our best in terms of the drushes that we know of, but we have to know that the the pshat, again, the, there are stories told here in Divrei Ayamim, which is sometimes it's a little different than uh, the stories that were told uh, in the uh, earlier Nevi'im Rishonim. Uh, as we'll see, there are parallel stories. Uh, but uh, some of the psukim, as we'll see, especially towards the beginning of the Sefer, which has lists of names, you know, those uh, might not all uh, be taken, uh, have to be taken literally. The beginning of Divrei Yavim starts with the word Adam. Adam with a big Aleph. Why? Because we're talking about history now. So the, the Oav Yisrael writes, I think in Parshas Vayikra, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really the uh, Alufo Shel Olam. He is behind all of history. And that's why the Divrei Yavim starts with an Aleph. The Gemara of Ashwatav Tezvav tells us that Ezra Sofer wrote Divrei Hayamim. What was the purpose? So the first Rashi. First Rashi here in Divrei Hayamim. Some say it's not Rashi. So we'll call it Rashi. But uh, again, to note that it might not be Rashi. Uh, could uh, very well not be Rashi on Divrei Hayamim. It could be just a different uh, Rishon. Uh, the Radak we have on uh, on uh, on the entire Divrei Hayamim. But Rashi there says the purpose is to um, lineage and give background to the family of David HaMelech. Right, and one could say that Ezra Sofer, when he comes back to Bayashani, and one might have thought that after the base of Middash was destroyed and David Amel's family was almost wiped out, so, you know, that's it. Ezra Sofer is saying, David Amelech is Chayvikayim. David Amelech is Chayvikayim. And that's why, because we have to be Miyachis till David, so we have the whole background of all the history before David Amelech. And once we're giving the Jewish background, we give a lot of the non Jewish background. But that is the uh, the purpose of the of the sefer. And we go through David Amalek's life, as we will see. Uh, Rashi also quotes the Medrash. 
The Medrash in Bresha's Rabbah. Mashallah Adam Shaya over me makam la makam. Vinafalo Margolias. A person was traveling and he lost a pearl. The Amada Adam Vikfar the cover Bikfara. Haafra Chamatsamargolis. Person takes a sifter and picks up all the dirt and starts sifting through the dirt in order to find the pearl. Kachamra Kadash Barakhu Maliliachis Shaim Bar Pakshad Bakulu Vitarach. And from Avram you find Yitzchak, Yitzchak, from Yaakov, Yitzchak you find Yaakov, but it continues all the way down until we get to David HaMelech. And that's what the background of the Sefer is, that's what it's all, that's what it's all for. So the beginning, the first number of Prakim, as we will see, the first number of Prakim are lists, eight, nine Prakim, are just lists of names before we get into any action. So we'll have the opportunity to talk about many different names uh, and people uh, as much as we can. And as we've gone through all these Navi Shirim in the past number of years, we will not read all of the Psukim inside. We're going to pick it out, but uh, you know, the Shirim are to uh, accompany those who do the whole parak and then to listen to the Shir uh, to be able to, to gain the most out of the, uh, of the topic. So here we go. So the beginning of Paragalavadivrayamin, we have from the beginning of time, right? We have from the beginning of history, uh, the first number of people, right, that were uh, in history, right? Some of these prakim are larger. This parak has 54 psukim. Uh, but we start with Adam. Adam, Shays, Enosh. Adam, Shays, and Enosh, that's already a thousand years, right? Enosh died in 1140, the year 1140. Of the Hebrew calendar, the Rambam says that, that during the time of Enosh, it was exciting times—not exciting in a good way, but exciting nonetheless. The beginning of the Rambam, Hilchas Avodah Zarah, Biyamei Enosh, Adam In the days of Enosh, that's when people made a grave mistake. And it lit up the lit up the wisdom of the wise men of that generation. Enosh, the third person in history, right? The grandson of Adam, right? He was also from the ones who were misled. This was their mistake. They knew but they made the following mistake. Hashem created the stars, the Galgalim and the sun and the moon, in order to be functioning in the world, and he gave them, put them in the sky. They have such covet as compared to people, the sun and the moon and the stars, and their servants of his, capital H, so if they are God's servants, so it's appropriate to show them respect, to show them honor. This is Right, somebody, if the king gives honor to someone, so Mistama, the king wants us to give honor. That's the covet of the Melech. The problem is, then they forgot, and they went to the next step. They started to build temples and altars to the stars. And that's how it started. And then they forgot that the sun and the moon and the stars were really just servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They started actually serving the sun and the moon and the stars. But it all started... In the days of Enosh. And that's this first Pasuk. Adam, Shays, Enosh. And we continue. Canaan, Mahalal El, Yered, Chanoch. Chanoch is number seven. Seven is always special, special in numbers. The Rabbi Bachai in uh, Parshas Breshes says, Chanoch, if you remember, lived 365 years. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu took him, the only person in all of the Torah, that it says that he did not die, and he just went up to be with Hashem. The Midrashim pick up on others, but the only one that did not die in Torah Shebech 
is Chanof. Rabbi Yonis, says, he lived 365, Keminyan Yemosachama, a perfect solar year. Lopachos velo Yoser. Ki atzadik azeh yeda vehisig mahalech Hashemesh vekochosav ratzumim. He was unbelievable in terms of meditation and when he was masig and he recognized the orbits he was just became connected to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Chanoch, and he was of course Zochet to have the son that lived the longest, Misu Shelach, and then Lemach. So we have the ten generations going all the way from Adam to to uh, to Noah. Remember the Rashi, Rashi in Bereshis uh, discusses the seven days that the Mabul did not start. After seven days, the Pasuk says, Perek Zion, Pasuk Yud, after seven days, And then the Mabal started. What were these seven days? So Rashi quotes, they were the days of Shiva for Mishushalach. Right? That's what Rashi quotes. Elu, the Gemara Sanhedrin Kufches, Eli mea velusha musushalach, lula metcha, shespedem shal tzadikim ma'akiv esaparanas lavo. Giving hespedem zer tzadikim, that will prevent uh, peranas. But if you look in the Rishami in Moed Katan, there's another fascinating day, ya. Ma'ativan shal shivas hayamim, sheshamar hakadash baruchu alolamo shivas yamim. Umikan la'avelu shivas yamim. Hashem kaviyachol set shiva for the world. He was about to destroy the world, and he set shiva for the world. That's the seven days. Ask the Achronim, the Torah on that passage, quotes this Yushalmi, and says, but shiva is usually, Avelos is after the thing happens. After the event happens, not beforehand. It must be that, no. If you knew right away that it would vada happen, then you could sit shiva right away. It's just that we don't know. We're human beings. That's why we have to wait till after it happens. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew, so that's why he could sit shiva even even uh, beforehand. So that is the uh, the uh, thought of the Torah Tamima explaining that it could even be uh, beforehand. But that's uh, the Yerushalmi, right? The other is David Amelech, right? When Hashem told him that your son is going to die, he already said Shiva, right? When his son dies, um, and he gets up and he takes a shower and he finishes. Also, there's an example of Shiva uh, beforehand. Okay, so we have the first uh, nine, nine, and number ten, Noach. Noach, Shem, Cham, Vayafes, Noach, and his three sons. Rameer Shapiro has a beautiful thought relating to Noach. Uh, he says, why did Hashem Dafka give him, show him a rainbow? Out of all the things Hashem could have shown him as a sign, why Dafka a rainbow? So, ask Rameer Shapiro, how is it that, that Noach didn't convince anybody? He gave him Musr Shmuz for over a hundred years. Not one person was inspired to be able to, you know, uh, you know come back to monotheism. It must be that his heart wasn't into it. It must be that deep down Noah had already given up. And that he realized that people were too far gone. What's a rainbow? You have the darkest, dreariest day and the most beautiful array of colors that nature has to offer comes out of that darkness and dreariness. What's the message? Noah, don't give up. It could be dark and dreary. Don't give up on my people. And that's why the rainbow is dafka, shown to Noah. And then we have Shem Cham and Yafes. Remember the Rashi, also in Parshas Noach, that Vayikach Shem Vayefes has a simla, it's in singular, Shem, because Shem did it. Shem really was the instigator, and Yefes followed along, Shem Vayefes. Rav Salvechik has the beautiful chilik. Uh, Rav Shechter quotes this in Nefesh Arav. What was the difference between Shem and Yefes? Etiquette versus ethic. Shem did the right thing because he knew this was the right thing. This was ethical, this is what should be done. Yefes 
Yefes is about Yavan, is about beauty, physical beauty, etiquette. Right now, this makes sense. Right now, this is a good thing to do, so I'll follow shame in this regard. But not Dafka because he believes in that. And that's why Rashi quotes the schar also. The schar for, Yav, for Yefes is Kvura, Bismagogumago. Kvura, because it looks, it's, uh, you know, the Kavad um, Abrius. The, um, well, shame is zochet to the mitzvah of tzitzis, because that's something that's eternal, and that's in terms of ethics. Okay? So, noach shame v'chem v'yafes. Yeah, we could spend hours on uh, on this, but we continue. But at yafes, then you have the children of yafes, gomer, magog, madai, yavan, yavan is there, meshach, v'siraz, ubenei gomer, ashkenaz, ubenei yavan, you have all of these. Ubenei cham, it goes through the whole family line. And then the, the family of Mitzrayim, and the family of Kenaan, and the family of Arpachshad, Shelach, Shalyanus, Aver, all the way down, keeping uh, going until Pelek has a son named Yaktan. And Yaktan had many sons. Amodad, Shalef, Chatzamavis, Yarach, many sons. So Rashi embraces quotes that Yaktan, why did he have so many sons? Because Katan. He made himself Katan. He made himself small. And if small, then you're Zochet to, to uh, many sons. Interesting, if you look in the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Fried, from uh, from Lakewood and Sefer on Chumash and Parshas Vayigash, he quotes um, that we know Binyamin, the Medrash, the Gemara and Sota says, Roy Haya Yosef, let's say it's Yudbe Shvatim, Kedarach Shiyasum Yaakov Aviv. Yosef, it was would have been Roy for him to have twelve Shvatim like Yaakov did. Viafal Pikein, and still it came out for Binyamin Achiv. Binyamin had Bukula Nikra Shmo. Remember, Bnei Binyamin, Mupim Chupim, Binyamin had many children. So why? What's the connect? Why did Binyamin have many children? So the Yam Simcha connects it to this Medrash about Yaktan. Seems like Anava is connected to Ribui Banim. And Binyamin also was at Sadik, right? We know one of the four people who never sinned. So if he never sinned, that he was close to Akadish Barchu and he was called Yedid Hashem, and that's why the Beis Amigdosh was there, it must be he had Anava. Because you don't have, you don't, you're not Zochet to be at Sadik of Akadish Barchu uh, without the Mita of Anava. So that's what uh, Yak done here. He was mocked at himself. We know Anava is the. The Mida that is so crucial, the Rambam in, in uh, Hilchus Deos, where the Rambam discusses that all the Midos, all the Midos, you have to go in the Shvil Azahav, right? that's the uh, ultimate, except for two. Except for two Midos, the Rambam says you don't go in the Shvil Azahav, you have to go to the extreme, you got to work out the Rambam elsewhere, seems to not include, not excluded, but the Rambam says uh, in Hilchus Deos, in Perak Beis, Halacha Gimel, the Yishdeos she'asr adam l'inho it's also to be in the middle path. Let's go to the edge. Fugova Halev, number one, is arrogance. You can't just be an Anav. Anav for the Rambam is not the extreme. Humility is not the extreme. He says this also in, in Pirish Mishnayis. Anava is in between. Shvalruach is the extreme. And uh, uh, above that is Gaiva. So So you can't just be an anav, the Rambam says. You gotta be Ruach Nemucha. As Rabbi Levita says in Perkeyavos. If somebody raises themselves up, it's denying Hakadosh Baruch Hu because he's the Iker. Shenemar v'Ramla v'Avecha v'Shachakta z'Hashem lo'kecha v'Odam Bru b'Shamta 
excommunication, the ispe gasas ruach, afilu, miksase, even a little bit of gasas ruach is a problem. And then the ramameads, also kaas. Vechain be kaas, de arohi alamod, kaas, anger also. There's a, obviously a connection between anger and, uh, and gaiva, anger and arrogance, right? If somebody is angry all the time, it's because they're probably focused on themselves. Uh, and the world revolves around around themselves. So again, Yaktan teaches us to be a katan and to be mocked in ourselves. Then we have other uh, the other line, and we have Shemar Pachshat Shelach Ever Pelegru Srug Nachar Terach Avraham. And we have the pasuk Avram who Avraham. He started off as Avram, but he became Avraham. And Avraham obviously was the first Av. Um, and again, we can talk about Avram for. Many, many hours, just to mention one beautiful source, which we have mentioned in the past, the Chassam uh, Sofer and the Habdama to Yeradea. He has what's called the Pituche Chosam, that's his introduction, and he writes there, interesting contrast to what we were just talking about. He says, do you think Avram couldn't have reached the levels of Chanoch? Chanoch understood everything, and he connected Tagarish Baruch Hu, Kilakacha to Elohim. Do you think Avram couldn't have reached those levels? Says the Chassam Sofer, of course he could have. He wasn't on that level of intellect, uh, intellectual uh, hasaga. Why? Because he chose not to. Why did he choose not to? Because he knew that's not what Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted from him. Only the Chazam Sofer could say this. He knew, why did Hashem love Avraham? Ki edativ. Ki edativ Hashem. Because he knew that the more important um, avoda that he needed to do was to bring his generation up. And not just to worry about himself. It's more to sacrifice your own Ruchnias in order to bring everyone else up. He's going to become a Malach? Okay, he'll become a Malach. And what about the whole generation? It's about bringing everybody else up. And that's what the Chassam Sofer says about uh, Avram Avinu and the godless of what he teaches us uh, in terms of what we need to do. And of course, that yeah. the continuation of the of the uh, Rambam that we read before about Enosh, right? The uh, the uh, terrible time that happened at the beginning of Avodah but then of course until Avram Avinu. Once Avram Avinu came, he stopped it all. He stopped it all. Kivan nigmal says the Rambam. Once he started becoming older, he started thinking. He was an open of with them, says the Rambam. He didn't have any teacher. He didn't have parents. He didn't have anybody, but still, he was able to come to it. The Libo Mishote Dumevin Achehisig Derecha Emes, the Haven Kavat Sedek Bidaito Anachona, the Yada Shisha Meloa Echad, Fu Maniga Galgal, Fu Bara Hakol, the Ain Bakola Nimse Eloa, Chutz Mimenus. This is Avraham, um, who obviously is the uh, the next star that's mentioned in our parak. And then we have Bene Avraham, Yisaki Yishmael. Right, B'nai Avram Yitzchak and Yishmael. Yitzchak is mentioned first, even though Yishmael is older. Right, remember the Rashi at the end of Chayisara, Mikanchi Yishmael Asa Tshuva. It's a beautiful medrash. Medrash asks, what what made Yishmael do Tshuva? How did he stay in the fold? So the medrash says that Avram Avinu went to visit Yishmael. He told Asara, I'm going to visit. Sarah says, don't get off the camel. Don't get off the camel. Sarah didn't want him to be there and to bring him back or to, to stay there. So he promised that he would go, he wouldn't get off the camel. And he went once and he wasn't there, and he came back years later. Yishmael always knew that Avram never gave up on him. Avram always loved him and never gave up on him. 
and maybe that's what's brought him back. Maybe that's what brought him back, but that's, again, Yishmael here mentioned after Yitzchak, even though Yitzchak is older. Ve'el told also, and then you have the whole family of Yishmael mentioned, uh, and the Bnei Keturah, Pilegesh Avraham, as we know according to Chazal, that is Hagar, Ubrei Bidyon, Eifa Veva Chanoch, there are a number of Chanochs, there are four Chanochs mentioned in the Torah, four separate people. Ve'yolad Avraham is Yitzchak, Bnei Yitzchak, Yisrael. The first time Yaakov here is mentioned, he's mentioned as Yisrael, not Yaakov, right? One could say also that Divrei Yamim is about the destiny of Klal Yisrael. This isn't just about personal. It's about getting to, like we started off, Malchus Beis David, getting to Malchus Beis David. So it's about Yisrael. One also could say that Yisrael, you mentioned also in the past, in the Parshat Yishlach, he got the name Kisarisa. Why is it my calling you Yisrael? Because you fought with the Malach Fatuchal. So the question is, why was he named Yisrael? Kisarisa, because he fought? He should have been named like Yachol, because he won. The answer is because it's not about winning. It's about fighting. It's about pushing and doing your best. And that's Yisrael, Kisarisa. It's about the fight itself. It's not about the Hatzlacha that we have. So that's, B'nei, uh, that's uh, Yisrael. Then we have B'nei Esav, Eliphaz, Ruel Yesham Korach. Eliphaz is also a fascinating figure. Rav Chaish has a whole Sicha in Maimar Yudbeis about Eliphaz. Eliphaz, what did he do? He went to kill Yaakov. But, and he comes to Yaakov and doesn't want to kill him because I've got to kill somebody. But my father says, keep it of aim, I have to kill you. Oh, take all my money and then Ani Chash of Kameis. Okay, what kind of person is Eliphaz? He's so worried about Kibbutz of Ames, he's going to murder somebody. So this is the title of the Mimer is Ha'or Vahachoshech Sheba Adam. You can have one person, and he's just mixed up and confused spiritually. And that's Eliphaz. That's the example. The example of murder, Kibbutz of Aim, and that's so many of us in less extreme ways. Right? We have different pulls, and we learn from Eliphaz that we have to try to navigate between the different pulls that we have. So we have the children of Esav, Bnei Eliphaz, Teman Omer, Tzvogatam, Knaz, Timna, Amalek, Timna, the Pilegesh, uh, she came over to uh, Am Yisrael, Bnei Reuel, Bnei Lotan, all of the continuation of the uh, um, children and descendants of Esav, you have it here, uh, and all the Alufim mentioned also, and this is a parallel to the end of Vayishlach as well. So this gets us started into the history of the world because we're getting towards the destiny of Am Yisrael in a couple of prakim when we get up to David HaMelech. Okay, we will stop here. Baruch Hashem, we had a haschalah.